Good evening and welcome to Enlightenmental 1.8. Today's episode is going to be talking about what I like to call the autocritic. Stay tuned. yourself down for every idea, every thought, every dream, every attempt at greatness. As as though, how could you dare to think that you could actually, even maybe, potentially, ever achieve that thing? Do you hold your errors against yourself like unforgivable sins? Do you replay conversations in your head? criticize your choice of words you're not alone that inward really loud really rough brash brutal voice within you stamping away at your self-confidence and your sense of yourself That is what I like to call the autocritic. Not a single soul could be more hateful, more unrestrained, or attack with such extreme prejudice. Even your enemy would not necessarily have as much viciousness as this thing I call the autocritic would do. And you struggle to defend yourself because the truth of the matter is that those words that you're hearing in your head somehow make sense. They somehow ring true because they somehow sound logical. Somehow, in your criticizing yourself for every single thing you've thought and done, you're second-guessing yourself. Sounds to you like you're making sense. I define the autocritic as... That voice in your head that basically shuts down everything you attempt to do that could possibly be, that could possibly possibly lead to something great, but also has a risk. It runs a risk, like you run a risk with doing that thing, you run a risk of failing. So, whereas in a normal person, whatever, whatever normal means, the autocritic is a teeny tiny little voice of reason slash logic in someone with anxiety or depression or if you just you know are in a state of lacking confidence for whatever reason I would imagine because I have no data on this that this is heightened several fold I know from experiencing it I know from being in constant battle with what I call the autocritic I like to say that because I actually don't know what the real name is for this phenomenon. Now, our discussion this evening is about how to identify this thing, how to realize what it is and what's not true about what it's saying, no matter how logical it sounds, and how to overcome it. Because nobody wants to be that person who cut themselves down so much to the extent that they leave this earth not having achieved any of the things that they wanted to achieve. I don't want to be that person. Do you? Mm -hmm.
Now, where most people experience, you know, the usual tit-for-tat of kind of just trying to reason out a thought or trying to reason out a decision, some of us suffering from anxiety or, you know, a low self-image tend to find that we have this voice telling us that whatever we were thinking was a stupid idea in the first place. Some of us, and I'll get on to whose voice I think that is later, but some of us spend a lot of time battling ourselves over something that initially excited us, initially we thought was a good idea, but the moment we start to do that thing, we have all these reasons why it's going to be a bad idea why you're going to look like a fool why you you know you all those negative potential things that crop up because you decided you were going to do this thing yourself to be bullied by yourself believe it or not into a corner such that you don't do anything so out of fear of failure or better still fear of success even you do not take any action at all what is really happening is this at least this is my belief because like I said I don't have data on this this is a phenomenon I've observed and I've reflected on and this is how I've with a, a bit of research here and there on similar phenomenons, phenomena, <laughs> um, this is the kind of con- conclusion I've come to about this. And it's not quite a finalized conclusion because this is one of those things where we have an open discussion about mental health and what goes on in our minds and how we think through things in order to help ourselves find a more comfortable place within ourselves to be able to be ourselves and be our best selves that's the whole point of enlightenment okay so after that short little interlude or side piece as to what enlightenment is about back into what the autocritic is and here we go so to you it seems like what you're basically doing is trying to prevent yourself from experiencing negative um, feedback from other people by, you know, getting there first. So it's a defense mechanism. At least that's where it starts. But if not, you know, faced with real logic and curtailed and with practice, the autocritic only gets bigger. I call it the autocritic because auto means yourself and critic, well, we all know what critic means. You're criticizing yourself. Now, the difference between autocritic and a, an actual critic, an external critic, is that you're not necessarily being, you think you are, but you're not actually being um, objective because you're talking about yourself. So you are unrestrained. You are actually quite, I, I can't think of another word other than brutal with your criticisms because you know yourself better than anyone else does. And you're a little unfair to yourself with that voice. The voice you're using against yourself, you would never even use against your worst enemy. Because the truth of the matter is that you don't know the deepest, darkest things that you could use to hurt someone that isn't you. However, with yourself, you actually use your deep, dark fears against yourself. 
everybody's afraid of failure. But the difference between some people that carry on despite their fear and people who just don't do anything because they're afraid, I think, is the autocritic. Your fear of all the things that this autocritic has mentioned overwhelms you to the extent that you're like, it is not worth it to risk this. That's where you get to. That's where you end up. And you decide, you know what, it just, no, I'm not doing this. The problem with that is that it doesn't actually save you from anything because the truth of the matter is a lack of trying is an automatic failure. The only real failure is the failure to try. If you try and you do not succeed, you've learned something. So yes, you failed at your particular objective of that particular event. However, if you were to try that again, in future you would know what to do differently. The autocritic doesn't give you that insight. He or she, depending on who you are, basically tells you, you are not capable. You cannot do this. This is going to be disastrous for you. You you shouldn't even be doing this. What makes you think you can do this? So, how do we bat this pesky little thing called the autocritic away? Or how do we shrink it down to size and keep it away from all the things that we hold dear, our dreams and our aspirations? Stay tuned. I made a video um, maybe about a year and some ago. Perhaps it might be going on two years now. So if you check out my YouTube channel, you should be able to see um, a video where I talked about... Hmm. Yeah. I don't remember, actually. <laughs> but um, either I made a video or I posted about this, so you're going to have to forgive me about this, but I, I'll put the link to whatever it was below. Um, but I either wrote about it or I, I made a video about it, and here is what I said. So what you need to show your fears is the logical reality of either their um, the potential of them happening what's the absolute worst case scenario and how likely is that scenario to happen and then what do you do if that worst case scenario does happen will you die if this thing happens mm, very unlikely very unlikely okay so if you survive it what's the worst possible thing that could happen if you survive this horrible, horrible risk that you're taking. Is it embarrassment? Is it pie in your face? Is it just feeling that same uncomfortable feeling of, I've been here before, why didn't I just stick with my gut and not do this thing in the first place? Or will it be something that you observe that you can actually do differently? Even if it is pie in your face or embarrassment or, hmm, let's talk about things that are risky that actually have, you know, 
proper physical consequences like let's say for example you took a risk you took a chance and let's let's put this out there let's go as far as i can go with this you lost a job or worse still you lost a relationship as long as whatever it is we're talking about isn't something silly like telling your boss he's a fool or telling your boyfriend or girlfriend or partner whoever it is you're in a relationship with or you know it could even be a friend telling them something that was particularly hurtful you know as long as it's not those kind of things and you were literally trying to improve things and you were trying to you were trying to go for something positive and it's not ended up well it actually says more about the person you spoke to than it does about you for taking the action you took it of course this is something that you have to review on a case-by-case basis because obviously (laughs) obviously this does not apply to everything if like i said for example you decided to stage a coup at your office because you wanted to take your boss's job that's a different thing entirely now i would not advise you to do that if the autocritic says don't do that i would i would go with what the autocritic said but then that wouldn't be the autocritic that would be actual common sense jokes aside i'm talking about chasing your dreams and believing that you actually have the capability to do those things that you want to do and taking the step towards those things I'm going to stop saying dreams and I'm going to start saying aspirations. They're things you you are intent on achieving, beg your pardon. And taking a step towards that aspiration, it can never be a bad thing. If it costs you a friend in the process, you have to question whether that friend was a real friend in the first place. Because what kind of a friend wouldn't want your progress? What kind of a friend, knowing who you are, knowing what it is that you aspire to, would want you to not take a step towards it. And then when it comes to things like your own physical, like your own um, emotional embarrassment, you could look at it this way. You took a chance. And embarrassment, yes, embarrassment is not fun. Depends on how proud you are. Embarrassment's not fun for anyone. If you're particularly proud, it is particularly painful. But it will not kill you. And... I know that's not anything anybody wants to hear. But the truth of the matter is that what you would have learned is it far outweighs the pain of the embarrassment. We cannot go through life not taking chances. I say all of this because I have spent a long time in my life not taking chances on things that I want or I felt were the right thing because I wanted to be sure it was the right thing. Because my autocritic had said to me, oh, no, 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 you can't do this because this, 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 and this, and you're not the type, and you're not this, and you're not that. And here's where I go on to, whose voice is that? I read something recently that kind of made me review. Whose voice? Is it in my head that is this cautious? Like, there's there's logic, there's your own common sense, and then there is something that's been inputted into your brain that did not come from you you've just kind of grown up with it and it's not necessarily that's that's somebody else's fears or their own way of thinking or their own logic and it serves you to help you stay away from problems as you grow up to keep you safe but it comes a time when you have to actually say hold on a second how much of a risk is this to me that's what that person would have said but what about me who am i what do I actually think about this? Will I survive this? Maybe they might not have done it. 
And again, the other thing is this. You're assuming that's what that person would have said. Because you've been programmed. We all are kind of programmed from, from childhood. Parenting is a form of programming. It, teach, it teaches you the things that that person, your parent, already knows. So that you can kind of go into life with, you know, a set body of knowledge. But you are a different person with different experiences and things you're going to come across that the parent has not because they've lived a different life and they've experienced things that even their parents did not experience, you know? So for that reason, you're adding to that body of knowledge, but you need to recognize when what you have in your records previously is no longer valid and you need to swap that piece of knowledge for what you now know or what you now think because you are allowed to think for yourself. But the only way you can think for yourself and know that you're thinking for yourself is if you can actually identify the voice in your head that's telling you, don't do this. Is that voice you? Is it not you? The vicious voice that I call the autocritic is not necessarily that other person. Sometimes it is you just being really mean to yourself because you do not have belief in yourself. And sometimes it does require you to tell yourself that, look, if I don't do this now, I will never know what it feels like to believe in myself. The truth is, if you take a chance on yourself, as terrifying as it may be, take a teeny tiny little step and take a chance on yourself, you then now know what it feels like to actually believe in yourself. And there's a thing my mom used to say and still says, nothing succeeds like success. That experience of believing yourself, believing in yourself and learning something or growing because of that uh, chance that you took on yourself only encourages you to do it the more which can only be a good thing because then you will take other chances that here's the thing about risk a thing that my husband says is high risk high reward yes it could come crashing down you're not gonna die or you could really really succeed and it'll be crazy good yes that's not English but it doesn't matter I'm just trying to make a point here this has not been my most uh, eloquent of enlightenmental episodes, but it's coming straight from the heart. I hope you all have an amazing week ahead, and I will see you next Monday for our next enlightenmental episode. Until then, tell the autocritic to shush. Take care of yourself and take some chances. Bye now. Hello listeners, thank you so much for supporting, listening, sharing and you know, giving me your feedback. I love hearing from you guys. So, please do stay in touch if you have any questions, you want to have a discussion about anything I've talked about or if you want any more information. Or if you'd like to suggest something that you'd like to hear me talk about in future, please do feel free to send me an email, check out my website, chiohi.com, or leave a comment down below. Um, I look forward to hearing from you guys again, and I will be back again next Monday, 9 p.m. UK time. Take care of yourself. Bye.